Hare Krishna, Panchagalpa, Kritis Jatri Prasindu, Vyavaja, Ditanam Bhavanevyo, Vaishnavivyo, Namo Namaha. So we're continuing in our study of Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, and now we've arrived at Chapter 24, <coughs> The Philosophy of Sankhya. We're starting with text number one a little later on. This is a short chapter, by the way, only 29 verses. The last one, I think, was quite long, 60, 61. So, uh, uh, and, and then uh, I'll send out a uh, little uh, paper with the English translation of the chapter and dividing into various topics and subject matters that I haven't uh, gotten that done yet, so that'll come out. Anyway, we can get started here with text number one, the philosophy of Samkhya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya so it begins appropriately, Sri Bhagavad Vacha. This is uh, Lord Krishna speaking to Uddhava. Atate sampravakshyami sankhyam purvai vinishchitam yadvichnaya puman sadhyo jai yadvai kalpikam ramam. Lord Krishna said, I shall now describe to you the science of Sankhya, which has been perfectly established by ancient authorities. By understanding this science, a person can immediately give up the illusion of material duality. So, as you'll see, uh, this uh, follows very closely uh, from the previous the way the end of the, the end of the last chapter. Uh, he so he says ata uh, ata now uh, therefore ata I will speak to you some pravichyami sankhyam, which in the word for word you see is given as the knowledge of the evolution of the elements of creation. Purvai vinishchitam. Uh, ascertained previously, meaning the previous authorities, ancient authorities, it says here. Uh, so why this is an interesting science because uh, a little different from material science. Uh, it, uh, a person who knows this, yet uh, vitnaya, uh, uh, who, who understands this, uh, uh, that person, Satya Jayat Vaikalpikam Brahman, can immediately give up the illusion of material duality. The word uh, here in the text is Vaikalpikam Brahman. Uh, what's denoted here is, if you go back in the previous one, uh, uh, previous chapter, 
Krishna characterized the problem uh, that was the cause of all suffering was um, was called Purusha uh, Shatma Vidramaha, the second uh, pada in here. Uh, the self-bewilderment of the soul is really what it is. Uh, atma uh, vibramaha. So the same word is here, Brahma, meaning illusion or bewilderment, vibramaha. Uh, based on vaikalpikam, which they translate here as false duality, uh, uh, it, it's really... Uh, uh, the illusion of the identity with the body. That's that's what causes this illusion of the identity of the body. By understanding this science, you'll be able to give it up. Uh, this is not... Uh, um, a goal of science these days. <laughs> the classical definition is to control material nature, predict and control material nature, uh, not to become free from it. Uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur uh, uh, says, in the 24th chapter, the elements from which the universe evolves and do into which it dissolves are described. Uh, it was understood from the song of the Avanti Brahmana that the cause of suffering was the self-identity in the subtle body predominated by the mind. That false identity disappears when one distinguishes the Atma from the body. This is rooted in Sankhya. Therefore, the Lord teaches Sankhya. By Sankhya, one can give up the illusion of identity with the body, vaikalpikam. That's the, that's the uh, idea of this illusion of the identity with the body, vaikalpikam. Uh, yeah, the, the word vaikalpi, uh, vaikalpikam, uh, is... Uh, as the sense of vaikalpa, as the sense of ambiguity or indecision, or don't know whether it's this or don't know whether it's that, and there's different options, what can it be, and so on like that. Uh, uh, so that's vaikalpa, vaikalpikam. Um, so here, BBT uh, says, um, this one. In the previous chapter, the Lord explained that one can give up material duality by controlling the mind and fixing it in Krishna consciousness. This chapter describes the Sankhya system in which the difference between matter and spirit is elaborately explained. By hearing this knowledge, one can easily separate the mind from material contamination and fix it on the spiritual platform in Krishna consciousness. The Sankhya philosophy system mentioned here is that presented by Lord Kapila in the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. So we've already had Sankhya. Kapila speaks it to Devahuti. 
But now here, at the, at the, toward the end of the Bhagavatam, it again is repeated by, by Uddhava. So it's that system, by Kapila, and not the atheistic Sankhya presented later by materialists and Mayavadis. That's true. The Sankhya system that's usually taught is the one that's uh, written up by Ishwara Krishna, and it's atheistic. Uh, there, in other words, there, there are the two categories, Prakriti and Purusha, but where they come from or how they got there or why the Purusha is covered by Prakriti or bewildered by Prakriti, not discussed. It's just the idea. And in that Sankhya system, ultimately the, the liberated jivas, the Purusha, they're called Purushas here, are simply isolated from matter, that's all. They don't enter into communication with other jivas, nor is there a supreme lord. It's just the absence of, uh, of suffering. Um, anyway, to go, so that's the atheistic uh, Sankhya. Uh, if you look up Sankhya on the Wikipedia, they'll, they'll, they'll very clearly explain that, that there's two forms of, of Sankhya. Although when I first studied Sankhya, Radhakrishnan and Moore's uh, you know, source book in Indian philosophy in uh, late 60s in graduate school, only the, the non-theistic or atheistic was presented now at least. And they actually mentioned that, that ISKCON rejects the, <laughs> the atheistic one in the Wikipedia. So we've made some progress here in this, this line. Because it is. It's mentioned by Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita. It's in the Bhagavatam. Anyway, and Kapila speaks it. Uh, uh, the material elements, the purport continues, the material elements which emanate from the potency of the Lord evolve in a progressive sequence. So that's what's going to be uh, talked about one should not foolishly think that such an evolution begins from an original material element without the assistance of the Lord. This speculative theory is generated from the false ego of conditioned life and constitutes gross ignorance unacceptable to the personality of Godhead and his followers. So this is the, the, the difference. As we see from Sankhya, uh, the Lord is... Even the material cause, the ingredient cause of the universe, as well as the efficient cause gets it going, and the formal cause gives the plan, and even the final cause for which it's made. I mean, this is Aristotle's four kinds of causes. Uh, 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 so all of them are, are, are there. Uh, but the main thing is that this is a therapeutic uh, by understanding this, you can, it helps you get clear that our identity as spiritual beings is, is, is different from uh, the material world. And it explains how actually the universe is actually made for the bewilderment of jivas and also for their release from that bewilderment. But we'll see how this happens. Um, so we go now to text two, uh, interesting text. 
asijjanam ato arta ekam eva vikalpitam yada viveka nipunna ado kritta yuge yuge ado kritta yuge ayuge that's uh, the A drops out, but it's you gay, are you gay? Originally, during the Krita Yuga, which is another term for Satya Yuga, Krita. Uh, originally, during the Krita Yuga, when all men were very expert in spiritual discrimination, and also previous to that, during the period of annihilation, the seer existed alone none different from the seen object. This is a very interesting uh, uh, discussion here. Uh, so uh, there existed at one time, and then it says very simply, jnanam, which, which is here knowledge, but here it's given as the seer, that is to say one who has knowledge, atau uh, Artaha and Arta, the subject matter or the scene, uh, they were one. Uh, simply, Avikalpitam. You notice this word, we had, we had the, the previous Vikalpitam, is the same uh, in Vikalpa. Uh, Avikalpa, here, undifferentiated. There was no confusion uh, between the uh, uh, no, no, no uh, difference uh, between the uh, seer and the seen. Avikalpita means undifferentiated. There's no distinction between the seer and the seen, uh, or between knowledge and the object of the knowledge. That that's one way of saying. Not that you're one, but because there is a distinction between the seer and the seen. But what you see is what's there. There's no confusion. There's no mistake uh, about what's going on there. Now, because at this time when Viveka Nipuna, uh, people were expert. Nipuna means expert. Uh, at Viveka, the word Viveka means discrimination, being able to see things correctly. Um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, I think, has a book called Tantra Videka, uh, you know, where you can really see very clearly and expertly uh, what's going on. Uh, and when was this time, uh, Ado, uh, in the beginning? Kriti Yuga, Satya Yuga, or Ayuga? in the Ayuga, the, before that, during the time of annihilation. So that's kind of interesting. Who was there? Well, um, uh, uh, during the period of, uh, of annihilation, uh, the seer who existed alone, none different from the seen object, was obviously the, the Lord. So there's two periods here, uh, which... which uh, Bhadraswani makes clear when he translates it, originally during Satya Yuga, when all men were expert in spiritual discrimination, and also during the period of annihilation, the Lord was complete, one alone, without difference. 
Uh, at least they saw him uh, uh, that way. But but really, to me, to me, that doesn't seem to be all right. Yeah, sure, during such a yuga, uh, but during the period of annihilation, it's the Lord who's complete, one alone, without difference, and, and, and who, who sees everything the way it is. As far as I know, during the period of annihilation, there's nobody else in the material world who's active as a seer. Uh, so here... Uh, Purport uh, in the BBT. Kritya Yuga is the first stage, also known as Satya Yuga, in which knowledge being perfect is not different from its object. So that that's perfect knowledge. There's oneness, matches up completely. In modern society, knowledge is highly speculative and constantly changing. It doesn't keep changing. No more research grants. Uh, uh, we call it progress, but basically every time we make progress, what they're telling us, everything we told you that was true is false, and now it's this. We used to think, but now we know. You can be sure that today's we now we know is tomorrow's we used to think. Uh, anyway, they go on here. There, there is often a vast difference between people's theoretical ideas and actual reality. In such a yuga, however, people are viveka nipuna, or expert in intelligent discrimination, and thus there is no difference between their vision and reality. So that's the oneness. In such a yuga, the population in general is self-realized. Seeing everything as the potency of the Supreme Lord, they do not artificially create duality between themselves and other living entities. This is a further aspect of oneness in such a yuga. At the time of annihilation, everything merges to rest within the Lord. And at that time also, there is no difference between the Lord, who becomes the only seer, and the objects of knowledge which are contained within the Lord. You see, they're all in their very subtle form, but they're there. The liberated living entities in this uh, eternal spiritual world are never subject to such merging but remain forever undisturbed in their spiritual forms because they are voluntarily one with the Lord and love. Their abode is never annihilated. So that, that's how the, that's taken. Vishwa uh, Chakrabarti Thakur says, when he takes this word asit janam, he says jnana means brahman, paramatma, and bhagavan, according to Shukadeva's statement in Bhagavatam 1 to 11. This jnana, or Brahman, was full, artha. He takes that word, artha, for meaning complete. And devoid of difference during the period of devastation, a yuga. In such a yuga, and also when they were a wise person, skilled in discrimination, with no difference opinion, opinions among them. So basically they end up saying uh, the, the same thing. Uh, uh, so this is this is the such yuga is is like that that time when the Lord is only there because the people can see what's going on and not bewildered. Uh, uh, 
Then we go on. Uh, uh, text number three. Tanmaya palam rubena kivalam nirvikalpitam vanmano gocharam satyam sambhavat rihat uh, that one absolute truth, tat, that, there is some um tat sat, tat, that, that is one absolute truth uh, that's there before the creation, or in the intermediate period when there's no, no creation manifest, uh, remaining free from material dualities, uh, and inaccessible to ordinary speech and mind, divided himself into two categories, the material nature and the living entities who are trying to enjoy the manifestation of that nature. The purport here simply says both material nature and living entities are potency of the supreme personality of Godhead. His potencies are all wound up. It is re- the previous creation has returned into himself, and now you can't see too much what's going on. The jivas who are within the body of of of, uh, of uh, Mahavishnu, Karnar Navashaya Vishnu, are dormant. They're not active. Uh, and uh, material nature is an extremely subtle form. And although it always remains distinct when it's wound up, it's still, you can't, it's not totally, there's still some variety there, but very, very difficult to actually see where the wound up spiritual nature and the jivas and all these things are different when they're within the body of the, the Lord and how they're different from, from that, uh, that form of Mahavishnu. Uh, uh, so the way uh, Swami translates this, uh, following Vishnu Shakabhadi, that one entity remaining free from material dualities um, divided himself into two categories. Uh, the Upena here has taken as two categories. He's Kevalam, one, but now uh, uh, into forms, two forms. Uh, the material nature and the living entities uh, divided himself into two categories, Prakriti and Jiva, which are beyond words and mind and which are real. Uh, those, uh, they're divided now, but still it says they are Vak, Mana, Agocharam, inaccessible to speech and mind. Uh, and Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur uh, says here, uh, uh, that one entity, the great Brahman, became two in form. Maya is external energy, and the jiva, tatashta, shakti, the enjoyer of matter. These are described. Brahman is without difference, near vikalpitam. Uh, uh, again, uh, that word is, is there. Uh, 
in this case, uh, 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 non-undifferentiated, and nearly culpitum, since the other two are his energies, even when they become a little distinct from him, they're still part of him. Uh, so he's one without a second. This is a definition from the Upanishads of Brahman. Ekam eva adhitiya Brahman. Brahman is that in which there is no second thing. The classical definition, one without a second. Uh, that, that's what's meant when you say absolute. You're talking about absolute. The opposite of absolute is relative. So you can see if you just take those simple definitions that how you get I'm God. There's only one thing. So either all this idea of relationships and differentiations is just an illusion or an illusory superimposition or uh, or that I am God because there's only one thing, but that's that's the definition. Ekam, Eva, Advitiya, Brahman. That besides which there is no second thing. Uh, we agree with that, but within that, within Brahman, there are also Vishesha. There are uh, things that are, can be named uh, that, that are, there's a probably Vishesha is variety. The near Vishesha means it's just undifferentiated oneness. Uh, but Savishesha means there are varieties. There are different kinds of spirit. There's different kinds of Brahman. Um, because I am Brahman also. I'm Brahmasmi. I can say that. Uh, so here, uh, there's two, two categories. Uh, and these two, uh, so in that, in that sense, he's without difference. The other two in his energies, and Vishnu they are beyond words and mind, since Prakriti is unmanifest at this stage. It's very, very subtle. Manifest means somehow apparent to your senses or somebody's senses. Here, it's unmanifest. And the jiva, very small. Uh, the Svetashvatara gives that one ten thousand, the tip of a hair in size, and that is, according, uh, according to uh, Sadapuda, that means uh, they figured it out as one quarter of an angstrom unit and theoretically undetectable. This can't detect it. They are both called Satyam. That's Van Mano Gotram Satyam because they are both real. So they're given that they are real. They're not imaginary. They're not illusory. They're real. But still, Prakriti and Jiva, in this uh, here, this two, when those two categories first, uh, first are uh, more differentiated, uh, they, uh, uh, they become... Uh, 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 distinct into this dividing them in, into two. So here we're at the very primordial origin of the manifestation of the material energy and the conditioned souls. This is not all the jivas by any means. This is the ones that are 
what the Bhagavatam in the third canto describes is they have destiny. Uh, they still have some destiny. Now, we go on. Text four goes Tayor Ekataro Hirta Prakriti Supayatnika Gyanam Tan Yatamo Bhava Purushaha So Yate. Of these two categories of manifestation, one is material nature which embodies both the subtle causes and manifest products of matter. The other is the conscious living entity designated as the enjoyer. And there's a purport here. Uh, According to Srila Jiva Goswami, uh, Prakriti here refers to subtle pradhana, which later becomes manifest as Mahatma. So we'll see that the, uh, as the material energy comes out, it begins to become differentiated and uh, more apparent to knowledge. Yeah. Uh, so of these two categories, ekataraha uh, means one of two. Uh, it, uh, there is um, prakriti, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, prakriti and the artha, uh, uh, this prakriti is. Uh, Ubayo Atnika, made of both. Here it means the subtle causes and their manifest products. One of these uh, is Jnanam, those who possess consciousness, awareness. And the other, uh, what they're calling the, uh, also translated as entity, the other Bhava, uh, is Purusha, uh, the other manifestation. One is one artha is Prakriti, the other artha, the other bhava existence is the Purusha. Uh, it's called that, the, uh, the living soul, the enjoyer. Uh, so here it distinguishes them. Uh, uh, I want you to uh, go back here. Yeah, I have a... Here, I'm going to go back to uh, Canto 3, Chapter 26, Text 10. This is where Pradhana is described. Uh, so, pradana, this, this word here, which is uh, prakriti, which Jiva Goswami says here at this stage is pradana. Uh, this is primordial, undifferentiated, 
material energy. It's not at all manifest in anything. So here in in, uh, uh, 3.26.10, the Lord says, um, uh, that yat patrigunam avyaktam, uh, that form of the combination of the three modes is avyaktam, unmanifest. Uh, it's nityam. This padana doesn't go in and out of existence. It's nityam. Uh, so the unmanifest, the eternal combination of the three modes is the cause of the manifest state, which is called prakriti. We'll see there's even several stages to get it become manifest. Uh, and is called pradana. It is called prakriti uh, when in the manifest stage of existence. So pradana itself is called avishesha. Without, it's undifferentiated, without, without particular distinct things that can be named. It's avishesha. But then when it becomes Visheshavat, with differentiation, then it's called uh, Prakriti. So this is the difference. And uh, Prabhupada's purport here, he says, the Lord points out material nature in its subtle stage, which is called Pradhana. Now the word Pradhana just means the chief. Uh, uh, So the Lord points out material nature in its subtle state, which is called pradana. And he analyzes this pradana. The explanation of pradhana and prakriti is that pradana is the subtle, undifferentiated sum total of all material elements. Although they are undifferentiated, one can understand that the total material elements are contained therein. When the total material elements are manifested by the interaction of the three modes of material nature, the manifestation is called prakriti. Impersonalists say that Brahman is without variegatedness and without differentiation. One may say that pradhana is the Brahman stage, but actually the Brahman stage is not pradhana. Pradhana is distinct from Brahman because in Brahman, there is no existence of the material modes of nature. One may argue that the Mahatattva is also different from uh, Pradhana because in the Mahatattva, there are manifestations. The Mahatattva later comes out of this Pradhana. The actual explanation of Pradhana, however, is given here when the cause and effect are not clearly manifest of yakta, the reaction of the total elements does not take place, and that stage of material nature is called pradhana. Pradhana is not the time element, because in the time element there are actions and reactions, creation and annihilation. And actually, the time element is the energizing factor that makes the differentiation take place. Nor is it the jiva or marginal potency of living entities or designated 
conditioned living entities because the designations of the living entities are not eternal. One adjective used in this connection is nitya, which indicates eternality. Therefore, the condition of material nature is uh, uh, immediately previous to this manifestation is called pradana. Uh, when Bhadu Swami translates the, uh, the verse we're reading now, um, uh, uh, the Lord said, uh, Prakriti is called avyakta, unmanifest, because though having variety, it has a state of invisibility when the three gunas are in balance. It is called Pradhana, because manifesting variety, it is the best, being the shelter of all the visible elements. It is called Prakriti, because it is the very cause of all causes and effects. It is eternal. That's, uh, he says this verse gives the characteristics of Prakriti. The aggregate of the three gunas is called Avyaktam, Pradhana, and Prakriti. It is called avyakta, uh, the invisible or unmanifest, because it has an invisible state, though it still possesses particularity due to the balance of the three gunas. It is called pradana, the chief, because manifesting variety is the best among all partial forms, which are its effects, being the shelter of particular elements like mahatattva. So that comes a little later on. It is called Prakriti, uh, original form. That's the Prakrit, you know, uh, the first thing made, the original form, because it is the cause of other causes and effects. Tadasat means cause and effect sometimes, such as Mahatattva being the very Swarup or Atma of what follows. It is eternal since it remains as the final cause even after universal destruction. So it's, it's always there. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's how uh, uh, we can understand this verse from the third canto, uh, where it gives these three names of Yaktam, Pradana, and Prakritim. Uh, 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 and although it's Avishesha, it possesses Vishesha uh, when it starts to differentiate. So that's this pradana, uh, and uh, and so here, uh, 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 go back to where we were here. This material nature. We know that there's now the two things. One is this pradana, prakriti here in this verse we read. Uh, text four means uh, the subtle form of material nature, which is pradana. So now we'll do one more text. Uh, text five. Tamo uh, raja uh, sattvamiti 
We recognize these words. Tamo Raja Sattamiti Prakritir Abhavan Guna Maya Prakshobhyamanaya Purushanu Matinacha When the material nature was agitated by my glance, the, notice Uddhava says, <laughs> Krishna says Uddhava, my glance. When material nature was agitated by my glance, Three material modes, goodness, passion, and ignorance, became manifest to fulfill the pending desires of the conditioned souls. So that's what, uh, what, what happens here. There's a purpose for creation. Uh, uh, the material nature was agitated by my glance. Uh, uh, then... Uh, the three material modes who be, uh, became manifest. What's the purpose? The, uh, to fulfill anumatena uh, for, for the instrumental purpose of uh, anumata, which means what you want or what you can do or approved or what you desire, to fulfill those desires of the living entities, Purusha. So there's a Purusha here in Sankhya. The, the Lord is Purushottama, the ultimate, but the, the individual souls in Sankhya are typically called Purusha and Prakriti. These are the major things. So that's the reason why uh, it was agitated um, uh, like that. Uh, uh, it says here... Um, That uh, so these are the the, the two uh, manifestations, and uh, uh, so he says here uh, the gunas arose from um, this is Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. The gunas arose from prakriti, agitated by my form. Uh, uh, of as Mahavishnu with permission of the jivas, <laughs> the, 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 the pending desires of the conditioned souls. Uh, the, the jivas, they're, they're, they have the they're still conditioned souls, and they still have somehow. I, I don't know how this happens, but there must be some arranged by the law because. In, in this state, in this unmanifest state, before it becomes, the jivas don't even have subtle bodies. But somehow or other, their karma is kept track of. Uh, uh, and uh, so it says the jivas think, although how they think without a mind yet. But anyway... The jivas think, let us have the processes of karma, jnana, and bhakti. Uh, the creation arranges for the jiva according to his karmas. So the karma is there. The, your past karma is there. And, and uh, the third canto says they come out animated by their daiva, their destiny. Daiva means that, you know, coming from the gods, actually, but it's your, your destiny. Um, so here 
The Lord casts his glance here, the BBT port, over material nature to remind her that the conditioned souls have not worked out their chain of fruitive activity in middle speculation and that creation is therefore again necessary. I like that. <laughs> but there's something pending here. The Lord desires, why does he do it? He desires that the conditioned souls get the opportunity to become Krishna conscious in love of Godhead by understanding the futility of life without the Lord. The modes of nature arise after the glance of the Lord and become inimical to one another. That's the modes. They're warring with each other. Each mode attempting to conquer the other. Thus there's a constant competition between birth, maintenance, and annihilation. Uh, uh, so I, I, I won't read the worst of it. The rest of it, you can, you can read it for yourself. Uh, so uh, we are in that 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 situation, but the, the opportunity is there. There's uh, karma, jnana, and bhakti. Karma here basically means at least you can improve yourself materially. Uh, the karma means you you get worse. But so there, there's some process of karma, uh, jnana, or, or, or bhakti is there. So that's why the creation is being uh, arranged in that way. This Buddhist mentioned this. This is the according to the disposition of their conditioned souls. Uh, that's the that's the purpose. Okay. So we will pick up again uh, with text uh, six and. Uh, you can look over this chapter and get your questions together <laughs> about this. Uh, uh, now with text six, we'll, we'll see uh, Sutra appear, the first thing that shows up in the Mahatattva or the first thing differentiated out of the Mahatattva is called Sutra, the thread. And then uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll take it from there. All this is being, all creation is here. You're, as you, it becomes very clear, it's all for the sake of the jivas. It's really quite different from the modern idea that there was just material nature, that it somehow became more and more complicated, and it is certain things, and there were just 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 uh, 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 material things undergoing interactions, uh, uh, structures of matter. And those structures of matter over time, for some reason, they become more complicated. I mean, time has been defined as the direction of entropy. That means things tend to fall apart. But apparently, as some people are thinking, we're in some kind of anti-entropic branch system <laughs> because entropy is in order is, is, is increasing. We're anti-entropic. Uh, but otherwise, if, you, if, if, if you, you take all the items on my desk and you just leave them here for enough years, they'll turn into racially, you know, blunk. Their differentiations will disappear. Uh, my, if you leave my body after it dies, it'll, it'll get undifferentiated by the process. Of, no, no, we're, uh, entropy... Uh, here is not working, and order is increasing for some weird reason, for no reason at all. 
And so you just get more and more complicated and complex structures of matter. And then at a certain thing, something else just pops into view, which nobody can explain, which is not just another structure of matter, but the experience of structures of matter. And you can't fit them into that system because the experience of structures of matter, the jivas are there from the beginning. That's, they, they, they cannot be reduced. Because if all you've got is structures of matter becoming more and more complicated, then that's all you should get. But somehow or other, there's this other thing. There's this conscious awareness, which, you know, is, is, is a real problem for the, for the materialist reduction. They want to deny it's there. It's an illusion or something like that, you know. I don't know what it is, but anyway. And how can we even talk about it if it's an illusion? <laughs> anyway, so uh, so here, this is a whole different. The jivas are there; they're irreducible. They're these two things. The Krishna says it very simply in the Bhagavad Gita: "I have these two energies, and they flow together, and then their the, uh, creation uh, has both of them." And it's for the sake of the jivas to begin with. Okay, questions or comments? Done? Think about it. <laughs> we might we might point out that if you, you we, we can call this a science, uh, and a, a science means it's a way to do, you can do something with it. That is to say, with this science, you can liberate your own consciousness from the birth and death and from suffering, from the illusion of suffering. Uh, uh, material science can't do that. It actually, it increases suffering, even though its aim is not to do that. That's what it ends up doing. But it is a science with a, with a practical application. It's applied knowledge. That's what Vigyana is. And that's the application here. Kendra S. Um, is there still pradana somewhere, or is it something like the larval stage of a butterfly? I think there's always pradana. Some some pradana remains in that state. Uh, I don't think it, uh, it, it. I don't know where I know this from, but I, I just have somehow I seem to have the impression 
that that uh, that some pradana remains uh, uh, in that in that way. It's, it's because it's eternal. It says it's eternal. So therefore, it's going it's going to be there uh, somehow or other. So all of it doesn't get transformed even. Uh, uh, anyway, that's my understanding. I don't mention the quantities of it, but or even how how would you even measure it? <laughs> uh, uh, must be some kind of by modern terms of kind of really esoteric quantum state of, of you know when 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 the, when they're when modern researchers are and and cyclotrons and other accelerators are you know ramming atomic particles together, what they're trying to do at these higher and higher energy states is get down to the first moment of creation. That's that's how they see it, what happens. They're trying to get down to this, you know, undifferentiated matter. So, do you, you know, the atoms and getting down to subatomic particles, and you're getting to these things that are quarks and, and gluons, and you know, so many things that you, you don't can't even imagine what they are. They're trying to get down to it. A funny way to search for God, but that's what they're doing. Huh? <laughs> they're trying to get, find out where do we come from and what's really there. And the higher and higher energy states, you get closer and closer to reproducing uh, the the moment of the original, what they think is the Big Bang, which Prabhupada said there was a chunk and it exploded. Yeah, that chunk is Pradhana. Uh, and then Krishna's glance starts uh, differentiating and going out. So that's, that's, that, that's what happens. Akendra says, it's like a little, pa- a little batter left over in the bowl to make more pancakes. Yeah, okay, that's a good idea. Didn't she get pancakes, so they're on the batter, right? <laughs> again uh, the 23rd of November next Sunday and we'll pick up where we left off with uh, text number six and I hope by then time to have a chapter breakdown for you a little bit so we can look ahead and see what's uh, coming thank you very much Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Srila Bhagavatam Ki Jai